say if you're starting out today in similar circumstances of finance similar financial resources of when you started but you're say you're starting off today you'd have no no website nothing what would you do how would you navigate i think i will not build a platform first i think i'll build a community first i think that is one one of the main things that i'll change because when we started out and we were naive and obviously we didn't understand completely what we were getting into we were so much in love with the idea of doing it that you know we <laughs> we dive into it but if i had to do it again i think that is what i'll do because what i feel is that fundamentally if you have a loyal group of followers or users or for anything whether it's yes. a blog it could be a podcast it could be a, just a simple forum it could be anything yes. which is relatable and which is uh, a place where your target audience your prospective users gather or uh, visit frequently i think you have a lot of value there because then you not only you have a mechanism to communicate to take feedback to test it test small little things out your ideas out but you're also able to then build your platform in the most efficient manner what you call as a minimum viable product and yes. test that as well Hello dreamers and action takers welcome to another episode of the Want Money Got Money podcast Today I have a special guest for you his name is Rahul Agrawal Rahul bootstrapped his startup and today his startup employs hundreds of employees across pretty much across the world and they have users customers all across the world his the name of his startup is design hell and they pretty much are like a special marketplace in in the design niche as well as they have a software that competes against likes of canva so let's get into it and hear from rahul his story of how he got started and what tips he has for us for anyone who wants to build a successful tech startup so so rahul it's great to have you on the show i know you run um, design hell i would love to know about your story how you got got into entrepreneurship how you got to become a founder of a tech startup first of all thanks a lot sam uh, it's a pleasure to be here i'm really looking forward to speaking with you today as far as design is concerned i think it was just something that came about from a discussion that i had with my younger brother varun who's also the co-founder of design we both started the company together in 2015 and it, the the story goes like this that we i'm the elder brother we come from a family generation of entrepreneurs and we are third generation entrepreneurs and inevitably when i came back i ha- i joined our family business but i had a keen interest in overhauling up the branding of our businesses the way we look the to our customers and professionalism was needed in that respect and that's why i was on the lookout for designers creative agencies and i had a hard time that time a really hard time because i either i couldn't find something which was within my budget or i couldn't find designers that could deliver the kind of work that we were looking for on the other hand my younger brother varun so he was actually a very creative guy and he was he's from a very early age he was doing a lot of freelancing a lot of creative competitions and stuff So when he went to uni in UK while he was working as a freelancer he was facing a lot of issues as he was not able to find clients and not getting paid on time difficult in communicating with customers so when he came back from university we just sat together and i think that's when we realized that there was an issue on both sides as a business owner as a professional we were facing issues 
in procuring quality designs at affordable prices and the other and on the other side even creative professionals were having the same issue of finding clients outside their geographical locations ease of communication getting paid on time and and i think that's when we just decided that designing is something that we need to do it was not a local problem it was a global problem and and we just dived into it that is great for some of our viewers who don't know design hell you would say is it more fiverr or upwork or or one of those platforms actually not because the way we have design hell today we are a very large platform we basically have three verticals vertical where we actually connect anybody who's looking for graphic design services or creative services with professionals you could just simply look at their portfolios hire them or do a crowdsourcing a contest where you get multiple options like 99 designs like 99 designs so those are just that's just a freelancing vertical and this is where basically people are looking for custom solutions we also built the complete diy vertical which is based largely on artificial intelligence and machine learning we've served yeah. hundreds thousands of customers in last 4 5 years and taking all that uh, knowledge and all that data that we had we created a number of tools the latest one being uh, design hill studio it has libraries of hundreds and thousands of creative templates some our systems have created some designers have created and it's basically allows anybody to actually just create a design or you know download a design just edit it you don't need any design experience you don't need any design skill sets so that's a really cool would you yeah. say design hell studio is a bit like canva it is in sorts the way we are differing from canva is number one right now it's for free <laughs> and uh, second thing is that with design hell studio what we're also doing is with integrating with print you can actually print any of the templates any of the designs that you want and you can actually get them delivered to your doorstep anywhere in the world and lastly with designer studio we're also building a number of other diy which can be an email signature a maker which is a logo maker a t-shirt maker which is not focusing on just the studio which has obviously caters to a large number of categories but there's a whole vertical of diy tools that we've created and that's for people who don't have a budget who can't spend yes. $200 $300 yes. on design and some maybe somebody is looking for a project school project or some if for someone it's a side hustle and they just want yeah. to get something quickly done or for a marketing professional they're looking for a quick social media post that they need to post within a few hours and they can't get hold of a designer in that much time yeah. so you know it caters to a completely different segment and lastly we you know what we also done is we ventured into printing so we built a print on demand service what we call print shop by design hill there we we allow custom printing on pretty much everything so all kinds of merchandise t-shirts bags phone cases mugs all sort of products and leveraging the creative community that we have we've also built a marketplace we also hand pick artists from around the world they put their artworks on these products which i just mentioned yeah. and these products are up for sale you look at the designs you can find a product or a design for almost every occasion event uh, hobby somebody's a coffee lover somebody's a dog lover for valentines day for 4th of july anything so you have products uh, on the platform as well so the way we look at it to answer your summarize your question i don't think we we are comparable to any other creative company or platform in the world because we are we have the complete array of services and we are completely designed to print platform catering yeah. to everybody from home mom to a multinational organization oh that is amazing that is absolutely amazing and i understand you have bootstrapped your 
pretty much your whole startup. You haven't yeah. raised any funding for it, which is an amazing feat in itself. It is hard to think that you've built something significant, bootstrapping, which is very rare. As you Canva and Fiverr and, and all those aren't bootstrapped. They started, they've got hundreds of millions of dollars worth of funding. So yeah, so how did you guys do it? What was their journey like? Obviously, it was really difficult because we didn't have the luxury to spend uh, you know huge amounts of money on branding and advertisement and all of that. But I think it's been a pretty great journey being a bootstrap company because I think what we fundamentally uh, understood from the very beginning was that we needed to be a profitable business. We needed to be lean. We needed to be very cost-effective, efficient, with how we were spending our money because end of the day that whatever money we were earning we were putting it back into the business uh, to grow yes. it and scale it up and initially it was really difficult because we are an indian india based company but we're catering yeah. to customers all around the world and 95% of our customers are from united states canada australia uk new zealand for us it was a huge challenge when we started out because how do you build credibility with those customers how do you make them believe and trust uh, you as a business, as a as somebody who's going to provide the service that we are claiming to, and and I think that was a, a huge challenge for us in the beginning. But I think we've been we we understood what were the low hanging fruits for us. We understood what were the things that worked for us and what didn't work for us. We try we as a company we try a lot of things. We keep experimenting, and not all of them work. So we fail a lot. We learn a lot. But I think we've been able to identify the niches that work really well for us. And I think that has led us to, I wouldn't say we've exponentially grown as a business because obviously we've not had the, the luxury to spend the amounts that other companies have had. But I think we're very happy in the space we are because we're competing with almost everyone now and we're recognized globally as a very credible business. So I think that's what we feel is a great achievement. Oh, that's very cool. It's it's really good to hear that. I have a question. Like you mentioned about the ex, you had to you had to continuously experiment, and that is, I completely believe. I I believe that startup is not just one idea. Startup is a series of ten thousand ideas over next five or ten years because it, it's not like you had one idea and then you build it and that's it. You go to the beach and relax. It's not like that. You have to every day. There's a new problem and you need you have to. Yes find a solution exactly. to that problem and you have to try when it comes to user acquisition you have to try 10,000 different things over five years it's not just one thing and then you just did that one thing and that was it that was history it doesn't work like that so what were some of your most um, successful experiments that delivered you the best result uh, in terms of user acquisition yes yeah. Okay. Obviously, as you correctly put it, that we've tried so many things. When you're targeting a global audience and that to online, your options seem very limited because the first thing anybody would do is that you know, you'll go to Google AdWords and will start running ads or on Facebook ads. But I think that landscape has also changed uh, and evolved a lot in the last few years. It's become really expensive, unviable to some extent, and only companies that have deep pockets can actually now compete or spend the, that kind of money on you know google adwords or facebook ads because it's become really expensive you know for us we, we had to identify different niches we had to identify what was our customers persona where were the groups where were the platforms which were the blogs that they were reading where they were going up 
looking for finding solutions to their creative problems or even otherwise as a business what were their pain points and what were their aspirations and even if they were not looking for graphic design or creative solutions at that point of time but if you were able to be present where they were being found or they were venturing into then we could catch their attention with whatever services or value we were offering so just to give you an example we do a lot of events right we do a lot of virtual events and we cater to we focus on topics that are completely unrelated to design totally unrelated so we know for a, for example when a business is starting they probably have issues uh, around customer acquisition as you we're talking about yes. or seo or facebook marketing or other stuff so what we do is we actually have uh, virtual events with industry leaders thought leaders uh, almost every week almost every alternate day where we yes you know we invite yes. people entrepreneurs from within our community as well as through facebook and other places yeah. uh, people who are interested yeah. in those topics now if somebody is obviously interested in a topic about facebook marketing or seo or they're most likely to be an entrepreneur or a marketing professional now if they are and they are going to come to our website to listen to that chat they are also going to discover our services and they're going to look up designil and oh they're going to find out what designil is you have to be omnipresent you have to be yes. present on quora you yes. have to be present on forums you have to have a social media presence so you have to do a lot of stuff around your presence as a business and you try what you try to do is you try to be in those places and in those spaces where your customers are available or they're looking into and i think that's what we've always tried to do sometimes things have not worked out but sometimes they've worked out really well and we've been able to acquire customers and we still do so that's what it is that is <clears throat> excellent excellent advice and yeah you just had to try all different things i was doing adverts in in 2003 2004 and you could buy everything for cents and <laughs> back then there was no competition less than 1% of all commerce done in in the world was online everything yes. was offline so pretty much you you could sell anything you it wouldn't take no effort at all back exactly. then and then it's like doing facebook in 2009 facebook ads and and all that so i i always believe that there is always underpriced attention on some platforms yes. and at the moment there is a lot of underpriced attention i'm not talking about india i'm talking about outside of india because pretty much even whether it's my podcast or any of the platforms i am on all my audience is is most of it's not in india it's all in north america as you say just because us as us western europe is pretty much where all most of my audience is as well and the biggest sort of growth opportunity or the most enterprise at the moment is clubhouse and and tiktok tiktok the... tiktok tiktok for sure because you know we the the amount of reach that you have on tiktok right now is incredible you get uh, in front of eyeballs like anything and you get mil- thousands and thousands of views for every every video that you post and the, there, there is no organic yeah yeah there is no organic reach left in facebook and google it's insanely hard it's to be number 1 on google for a random search term like law or insurance forget it you need 20 years of history on being online and writing articles for last 20 years you have to invent a time machine that's easier than to get number 1 for a generic but you could make a random tiktok on law and talk about your experience or something and you could have a million views next day on on tiktok just organically from the algorithm yeah and yeah the thing is that 
um in in western countries iphone is 50% of people and android is 50% but when you look at the money that people iphone people like people who are on ios spend on iOS store and all the all their devices and and everything it is 80 90% because in, that's what it yeah on our platform 75% all the sales happen through apple devices yes even though apple devices are only fraction because the people you want people who have the spending power they all have iphone yeah. that's 100% iphone that is that's it yeah. in western country if you go anyone who's a tech entrepreneur investor vc anyone they all have iphone that it's there is no even discussion that you use any other product but it is good to know because india it's very different <laughs> as if you want to reach the populace yeah so the other um, question i have is that if you had to start say if you're starting out today in similar circumstances of finding similar financial resources of when you started but you're say you're starting off today you'd have no no website nothing what would you do how would you navigate i think i will not build a platform first i think i'll build a community first i think that is one one of the main things that i'll change because when we started out and we were naive and obviously we didn't understand completely what we were getting into we were so much in love with the idea of doing it that we you know we <laughs> we dive into it but if i had to do it again i think that is what i'll do because what i feel is that fundamentally if you have a loyal group of followers or users or for anything whether it's yes. a blog it could be a podcast it could be a, just a simple forum it could be anything yes. which is relatable and which is uh, a place where your target audience your prospective users gather or uh, visit frequently i think you have a lot of value there because then you not only you have a mechanism to communicate to take feedback to test it, test small little things out your ideas out but you're also able to then build your platform in the most efficient manner what you call as a minimum viable product and yes. test that as well so i think yeah. that is something that we didn't do when we started out we we simply focused on technology we simply focused on building the perfect product and i think that's a mistake that a lot of people make you yes. when you're starting out you know think of all the functions all the use cases and you think that okay, i need to have the best and the most the perfect product for my customer but you don't have to build the perfect product because when you actually start something you realize that half the th- things are not needed exactly. and maybe you know your customer and uh, your customer is looking for something else entirely so you yes. wasted a lot of time and effort and energy into building something which people may not be looking for or may not be looking to pay so much for so yeah so i think i would do that and i recommend that to anybody find your uh, expertise find your niche if you're good at writing start a blog if you're good at speaking start a podcast if you're good at doing something else just see how you you know make a facebook group or linkedin group whatever it may be and then you know and then you can once you given enough value to your community i think they'll be your first customers and they'll be the best advocates that you'll ever find yeah <clears throat> oh i could not agree more the next book i want to write is about why you should not build an mvp because 
if so many people build tech startups or startups and they have idea and they just want to build that idea and then they realize it's not just you need users and no one wants to use that product they build something no one wants so you have to build the community right. when you live in that community you realize what the community needs otherwise you're just guessing for someone else of what they need but so true you are you've got such good insights and this is for anyone wanting to build a product first advice is don't build it <laughs> build it, build the community <laughs> yeah that yeah. is so true so the one way to build community really is there is two things one is discord and second is slack so yeah. there are so many um startups i know who have built really successful companies out of just building a massive discord group or a massive slack group and then they just transition them from there whatever feature that discord doesn't have they bring it they make build it around that and then they do that i know people who have to disrupt like things like ebay in new zealand there is trade me 20 years 100 competitors that came up with similar idea couldn't compete because everyone's already on the previous platform but then how some girls disrupted is build a facebook group to exchange dresses that they don't wear which are really expensive they only wear for one going to a wedding or going yeah. to an event and then they built yes. a group of 200,000 300,000 people 3 lakh people and then they just swap it and then they move them out into their own platform later on <laughs> once they had the group so you hit the ground running with 300000 people how amazing is that how many have... if you're able to sell to even 10% of that group you know you have one product and you, which you already would have taken feedback on tested it built curiosity around uh, yes. imagine you have uh, 30000 customers on day one so yeah. you're already on another level so i think yeah. that is why it's really important that whatever as we discuss whatever yes. product idea you may have whatever just understand your customer build some kind of an audience some kind of a following some kind of a group and then get started from there because i think that's really important yeah so good my next question is that what are some other mistakes you have seen other entrepreneurs make because you would have come into contact with so many through doing all the events and even through your own platform because so many of them i'm sure use your platform mistakes see one which we just mentioned i think that's the biggest mistake people make is that they're trying to always build the perfect product uh, yes. i think that's six seven out of 10 you know entrepreneurs or business owners make that mistake so yeah. that's definitely one thing another mistake what i feel is that people people genuinely feel that if they don't go for funding if they don't raise capital it is they don't have a future their business doesn't yeah. have a future it's yeah. not it's not necessary i'll not say that we are a, a yeah. great example of that but there are many companies like that many zoho is like that as well yeah uh, so end of the day if you have if you think about your business as a business which needs to make money end of the day end of the month end of the year then you know you're going to build efficiencies within your business in your processes and i think being profitable is really important because and not a lot of startups and not a lot of companies focus on that they're either focusing yeah. on user growth or those vanity metrics how many people visited our website in a month or how many people registered or how many clicks we had but by the, the day money is money isn't it and yeah. uh, without money you don't you not have a business so uh, a business needs to generate money i think that's the yeah. fundamental reason why you're doing it and therefore 
I think people need to focus that. People don't do that. In our, yes. for example, in our business, we have a monthly PNL statement, right? We we break down every cost, every minutest cost into different heads. We see where the money is getting spent. We analyze the uh, percentage growth in cost versus. Uh, revenue and then we decide okay now for this month yes. uh, this is the yes. surplus we had and we are going to reinvest this much amount of money into these channels or these yeah. avenues or yeah. these experiments so i think that's really important and i don't see a lot of businesses doing that and we also didn't do that actually in the first six months uh, a year and then we realized that this was a blunder we, we cannot survive like this so we need to yes. be focused and need to be aware of what where the money is going and where the money is coming from yeah, <clears throat> completely understand. Yep, that is very true. I think it also depends on. So, my first startup or the first company was not, it was bootstrapped and it was grown from profits, like reinvesting the profits and grown from that. Yeah. And then the second one was funded. So, it, it also depends on the the type of product and industry that you are trying to tackle. Some industries do take a bit more investment upfront. So it, it helps. And then the other thing that I have seen that helps massively is where you are based. If you are based in somewhere like India or some parts of Asia or some parts of Eastern Europe, then your operating expenses are much lower. If all yeah. your team from day one was based in California, you would have 10x, 50 expense from day one and then it gets really hard to bootstrap and for a lot of young entrepreneurs coming out they as you said the first mistake is that they don't have community they're starting from zero users and they, they will need such a long runway of two years of experimenting and it's, it's not one idea it's so many different ideas you have to come up with in that two years that they might not have the yeah the i don't know the luxury. You're absolutely right, because that is something that I think we, it played to our advantage because yes. we were catering to a global audience. But because we were based out of India, there were certain things that we could do that no other company or competitor could do. For, yes. for example, you know, have a, a, a customer support team that we that works 24-7. I mean, yes. that we offer services 24-7. They don't work 24-7. But yeah. we have a live chat. We have a toll-free number. Our, our customer support uh, agents... Uh, we have three shifts, 24 hours a day. So I think, and that gave us a huge competitive advantage and also a, a very high degree of customer satisfaction rates Absolutely. compared to anybody in the industry. And I think that worked really well to our advantage because obviously, because as you said, the, the wages are much lower here for the same, for the same skill sets. And exactly. I think that worked to an advantage and we could afford to be a bootstrap business because yes. we were generating revenues which were in addition to what we were spending or our expenses. And I think that's something that, you know, played to our advantage as well. Oh, that is such a big advantage. You have just no idea because most students when they start their career here they are in their early 20s and they're starting with fifty thousand um, dollar student loan fifty to hundred thousand dollar student loan so they have to pay their student loan they have to pay their expenses and if they think that they have to go on without making money for a year or two it is yeah. pretty challenging and so i think it is a massive advantage to and even to use services like you your guys in for designing and things to reduce their their expense talking about that do you have do you have any ask are you looking for anything are you looking for more i don't know users customers any new products you want to introduce to any listeners 
Obviously, if I say we are not looking for more customers, then we're really wrong. Obviously, we're looking for more customers. We're looking for more users. We're looking for more designers, creative professionals. Always, we are serving. We're trying to cater to the entire world. For us, wherever we can get users and customers from, that's really great. As far as we are concerned, for us, as I said, you know, we we recently launched the Design Hill Studio. It's actually for free right now. It'll be really great if your users can come, give it a shot, give it a try. We love. We'd love to hear from them how they. Feel feel about it there are more than 200 design categories there are more than 200000 design templates for every occasion every theme if you looking for a birthday card you're looking for a social media post an instagram story there are the templates for everything all you have to do is just edit it and download it for free because we the idea is to build a community around that the idea is to build a user base that love and use design hill studio on a daily basis and so yeah we love for your users to actually try it out give us their feedback we're constantly improving it constantly adding new features and i think that'll be really cool if some of users can do that sure absolutely what i'll do is i'll put the links to to everything to all all of your platforms websites social channels everywhere in the description wherever this goes and so yeah it's been it's been a absolute pleasure talking with you and yeah wish you best of luck with all your endeavors thank you so much sam it was a real pleasure i had a great time speaking to you i hope your listeners also find some value in what we spoke about today and yeah looking forward next thank you Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.